Well, he almost didn't come to this one. He almost didn't come to this job. Welcome to the Stansberry Show this morning on uh, Rock 106.9, also online for you, WRQK.com. I uh, I have to apologize to Fantone, buddy. Yeah, I came uh, I came pretty close, pretty close. Nah, dude, I know what you're gonna say as long as you're here, dude. It doesn't matter, dude. That's disrespectful to the people you're in the room with. I shouldn't be this late. That was uh, that was not good. Six o'clock is my disrespect time. That's where it's like, yeah. So, dude, you get in at five fifty-five. You had enough time to pee and go get a cup of coffee. You're fine, bro. You're good. You're I good. Uh, I don't I, I I don't like operating the room from uh, from that mental state of oh my god. I woke up really late, but I did. I was up. I was uh, I was kept up late last night. Uh, and I was unable to get the sleeps. I was unable. Okay. I was unable to get all the sleeps. I don't know. That's what we do now. We just change words and make them sound. Couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't get to sleep or was kept up last night. Those are two different things. What was happening? Well, all right. So could not get to sleep, okay. and then I was like, all right. Well, let's turn on HBO's Hard Knocks. Oh, okay, okay. So then I turned on Hard Knocks, and then yeah. Uh, but what had happened was is like right before that had happened, I had gotten a phone call, and I was in bed and was going to go to bed. I was like, ah, I'll wake up early. I'll watch Hard Knocks before I go into the office, right? And um, so I'm like, you know, we're texting back and forth. And she's like, you know, I'm behind the wheel of the car. And I got my kid in here and like all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's not great. She's like, can I, she's like, can I just call you instead? She's like, I'll use my hands free thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. So then I was on the phone then last night. I had a phone conversation. Wow. Like a long phone conversation. Dude, this. Like a long one. This has really been something here. Yeah, this this is, this is something. This since the I Heart the 90s concert, since it all went down while Coolio was up on stage. Yeah, you know what else I did that was stupid is I put up. What else did you do? I put up a photo of an, me and somebody from that show, like pre gaming, right. and it's not said woman. So, like, I talked oh. about this, and then, like, I just posted this photo because personally I thought it looked pretty good in it. So, like, okay. I just like, I put this up. Then my Instagram, Dan Dossing, where you see that. But that's not her. Serene is not her. I love her, but that's not her. Okay. So, so, so a phone conversation yeah, last, last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah. That's, I mean, dude, what were yeah. you in high school? Like, what are we talking well, about on the phone? That's what, uh, well, no, what I actually said when we got off the phone, it was like, this is, uh, I like this better. That I feel less like a teenager. Like, the fact that we've been texting each other back and forth. Like, I counted, well, I, I couldn't count yesterday, dude. Like, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was something like 60 times there were, there were, there were text messages sent between the two of us yesterday. Both of us worked all day, had other things going on, and it's like this is. And I felt like, dude, I felt like a teenager since Saturday night. I, uh, I, I will not lie, dude. I'm excited for you on one hand. On the other hand, I'm very concerned about this situation, where I feel like there has just been so much like, build up. yeah, dude, like you're like legit, years of build up. You're jit like, like, like you came in kind of fluttery this morning, like, yeah. oh, it's and no, I'm just yeah. Like, what, is, what is going on? And I'm worried that there's whether, years of build up in this. Whether too. whether there's a a a there's too much expectation put on it, or she doesn't live up to expectations, or you don't live up to expectations. Yeah, I'm worried. Because somewhere along the line, somebody, both of you guys are going to fall short. Like the whole thing's going to fall short because that's that's the inevitability of it. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last. So night. I'm worried a little bit. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit last night because I was like, dude, I was like, this is crazy, right? And she was like, that's what I keep telling. People. She's like, you know, she's like, I was telling my friend. She's like, I don't understand how this is happening like this. Correct me if I'm wrong here, here and go. I guess you don't have to because you can tell me to shut yeah, up. Yeah, all right. So like, I don't want to give away a lot. Okay, but like uh, for the most part, you the- know, I just don't want to say where she works. Right. Oh no 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 okay. no no no! Right. There no. we like, go. No stretches. I'm gonna say Not that. Yet. But we'll you get guys, there. you guys haven't even like really gone out. So no, right? No. no. Okay. So like a lot, a lot of a <laughs> lot of lot of lot of building the foundation. Right? Okay. A lot of like That's finding good. out. Yeah. No. Which I like. And 
Um, like I said, like she's got some stuff going on. There's there's multiple kids, you know what I mean? She's got right. a job, she's got a lot of stuff she's trying to do. She's a get, real adult, okay. She is a real adult. <laughs> Not but a she's, adult, she's got okay. all these things. And no, that's just it. I told her, I was like, I'm a man boy. Like, I don't know what you you know what I mean? Like, I don't I can come and go as I please. It doesn't mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. And uh, and she's like, well, yeah, that's not really my situation. I said, well, so I, I, I was like, well, let me take the, all the pressure off of this. I said, I'm off all next week. I said, and I've only made one plan. I said, Monday morning, I'm playing golf with a veteran, my buddy Greg73. I'm playing golf with, with him. That's how I'm starting my vacation is playing golf with Greg Monday morning. Getting your ass kicked by Greg Exactly Monday right. <laughs> exactly right. That's how I'm starting my vacation Monday morning, by getting my ass kicked by Greg. He'll love that. And, uh, and, and that's how I'm, I said, but other than that, I've made no plan other than to take my social media platforms off of my phone. Those are my two big plans for my vacation. Other than that, I'm right. just kind of hanging out. Right. And she goes, all right. She goes, well, I got a bunch of vacation days stacked up. So why don't I take a day off next week and we'll just like go out and say, we'll, you know, spend the day trying to get to know one another and figure out where we are. And I was like, I like it. That's a, that's a good plan. That's a real commitment in the sense of, dude, people, people are you like, we've talked about this a million times in the past where people are now compensated with time away from the office where it's like, yeah, well, we're not going to give you any more money, but you can, you can go somewhere else. Fair. So, so the fact that she's willing to spend a vacation day, dude, well, she said to me, she goes, Dan, she's like, you have no idea how hard it would be for me to normally just take a day off just to do it. And I was like, yeah, I actually do. That wouldn't be who I would be either. So that feels like a big sacrifice to yeah. me. That feels like that. Feels like you know. Well, I could use this around the holidays, so, so I can make a three day weekend. And no, you're going to spend it on Stansbury. What? What? So here's that? the thing: what? your concern is not unwarranted. Okay, it's not because what this is. I will tell you how I have felt and how I have felt for dude. You saw me the day I met this woman. Yeah. You know how I feel about this. Yeah, this is setting up for all or nothing. Like it's dude. It's either everything or it's like you're going to be back in here, dude, and you're not wow. dude for like two months. You're not going to be able to do the show right. Like that's what it's setting up for, for sure. It is. I mean, and I, dude, you are a person of high highs and low lows. There's no question about exactly that. who I am. But like knowing that though, like you're still not all or nothing. Usually, I think usually you're kind of reserved in that point of like with well, in this end of my life, I'm not normally. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You don't want to push. You know. Dude, this is all just, this is all a lot to me. I, what I have chosen to do, this is what I have chosen to do. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But everybody's normally on me about date age appropriately. Like, what's the matter with you? Right. Right. So here we are age appropriate. Like, very well with age appropriate. So what I have done now is like, okay, here's a woman, dude, who every time you have seen her throughout since moving here, you've been like, hell yeah. Everything about her makes you go, hell yes. Right. So there's that. Right. She's age appropriate. And I have told her this. Dude, she has a job I can respect. And that, okay. like, you don't understand how big that is. Okay. Like, I, I know you do. Sometimes people don't get that. Like, it is, like, you know how many times I've been across the dinner table and, like, hear this woman, like, tell me, like, this big drama of her day and I have to sit there and think, but who cares? It's a tanning salon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so when somebody, like, does something and you're like, oh, that's interesting and it's, like, Okay. I can respect that. Like, there's, it makes you hotter. It does. It makes you more attractive. It just does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree that these are all good things. I think age appropriate. And so what I, so what I'm meaning to tell you is, is that I have the same concern you have. Okay. But what I have chosen to do, since all of these things are checking the boxes of true, is to not do what I would normally do. I'm always told that I self sabotage. Okay. And that I, that I go into a situation going, yeah, but this ain't great, and this ain't great, and this ain't great, and that, and like I defeat it before. Before we can get that's what everybody always says to me, right? So I was like, okay, true. Well, dude, you kind of like this girl, so don't do that. So then don't do the thing you always do. 
don't 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 find red flags where there are none. Don't look for issues. Don't find issues where you don't necessarily no. have one. And if you see a couple of red flags, don't bail because there's red flags. I I, I, and I feel like I've been defaulting to this a lot recently, but there's there's common sense in the middle here, dude. Where it's like I agree with you. You do self defeat, especially in relationships. I think every relationship that you've been in since this show started, I could easily see why it was not going to work. I could easily look at it and be like, well, that's not going to work. Because I mean, and like I think deep down inside, you were you doing the that. same thing. Well, my therapist will tell you that a lot of times when I do that is she's like, you sabotage relationships for the same reason why you eat too much. She's like, you know, the jokes are good. She's like, and you yeah. got, and she's like, yeah. you go in there and she's like, in your mind, she's like, in your mind, this is what you do. I'll destroy my life to entertain the lives of everybody else. Right. She goes, isn't there a way we can find a way for you to enjoy your life and still entertain other people? She's like, there's got to be a way, Dan. And I was like, all right, yeah, you, maybe you're right about that. And so this is what I said to my friend Heather. I understand all your concern, but I was, I was on my phone. She was like, my friend Heather said to me, she goes, you don't even sound like you right now. I, I said, I know, right? <laughs> I said, I know, right? I said, but this is true. I have done an extreme amount of work on myself over the last two years. I feel like I have. I have, I, dude, I've been back in therapy. I've been working on anger issues. I've been, so I feel like, dude, maybe what's happening is, holy crap, I did a bunch of hard work on myself, got in there, dug deep, f- trying to figure out who the best version of me is, and maybe I'm being rewarded for it. Sounds like growing up a little bit here. Maybe I'm being rewarded for it. I have no idea. I can't believe. I don't know. Probably not. No, it's all going to end in shambles. No, for terrible. sure it is. We all know Burn it is. Down. Dude, if I like somebody, she's going to be awful. Secretly behind closed doors, she eats children. We all know this. We all know this. I know this. And you can remind me of it a couple of months from now. Be like, dude, remember when you came in here right before vacation? I'm like, oh, she's great. Now you're fighting off. She's popping the heads off of kids. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. She's probably not a monster. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that everybody always yells at me about doing the uh, the exact opposite of what I'm doing right now. I would like to leave the option open, so I'm uh, I'm, well, I'm approaching it differently. Talk about something else? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> I, for sure we will. I uh, we uh, I did watch last uh, last night's episode of Hard Knocks live in the moment. Dude, HBO, what the hell? Ten o'clock? Come on, man, I'm old, dude. Ten o'clock? What the hell's the matter with you? Get that thing out at eight. But I do get a couple of thoughts on that. We'll run those down next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas twice this morning. Once at 8, once again at 9. Also get you into the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That on uh, September the 15th. Fantone and I both on hand. Judging your uh, and hosting your cosplay contest. I've asked. I'm an Overwatch fan. You video game people. I'd like to see a couple of Mercies show up. You know what? A May wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. Let's get a few of those in there. You don't need to know it's video games, Fantone. I know you want a wrestler. We'll find you an Ultimate Warrior. Although I feel like a lot of chicks walking around Minerva already look like the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. I don't know why I started banging on Minerva. You know, actually I do. It's because I kept banging on Alliance and people got mad. They were like, dude, come on. It's always Alliance. And I always forget about, you know what? Let's just make it Louisville. That's, I mean, everybody's decided. Everybody in the area has decided that's the town we bag on. It's a lot. There's, there's, there's plenty of, uh, of, 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 of bagging to spread around here. Is that right? Everyone gets a little. Hey, Barberton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you even got some up there. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll lay off Minerva for a little while. I like that place. But on the 15th of September, we will be at the Civic Center for the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. So Hard Knocks was uh, on again last night, uh, and uh, personally, let's get that thing out at 8 o'clock. What the hell am I staying up at 10 o'clock at night for to watch like a football documentary 
Like, uh, now I know I get up earlier than a lot of people, and that's why I care about that. Other than that, and I, dude, I've gotten the back of this guy since he's been here. This thing is doing Hugh Jackson no favors. So much so that I'm almost starting to believe John Dorsey had been lying from the beginning. John Dorsey was like, ah, I don't really want to be on Hard Knocks. Nah, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the NFL I don't want to be on Hard Knocks. And now I'm starting to think there was that that was a lie. Then maybe what had happened was is they reached out and were like, dude, go on Hard Knocks. And Dorsey was like, well, it'll kind of expose Hugh. And if it exposes Hugh, now all of a sudden now. But it's like, well, that's pretty in-depth for a team that went 0-16. Right. Like, if you if you needed a reason to fire the guy, you got it. It's you, there. I mean, he gave you the reason. It's, like, it's not like we're searching for the reason to get rid of you. So then I was all confused on why they were doing it. But here's the one big takeaway I've walked away with the last few weeks. Todd Haley is not as hype on Josh Gordon as everybody else. He said it to Jarvis Landry last night. And as a matter of fact, he turns around and looks to see if one of the cameras are right there as he's saying it. Because he knows what he just said. He tells Jarvis Landry, I can't wait on no knight in shining armor to come in here and save us. You're going to have to get on somebody's ass. Basically telling Jarvis Landry... Hugh Jackson is foaming at the mouth about a, a wide receiver that hasn't played in 43 of 48 games. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's asleep at the wheel, and they're banking on this kid, and I have been in a winning culture, and I'm not. So, Jarvis, you're the man. Yeah, and I think that's kind of fair. The way, I mean, it's the way you have to approach things. Like, as, 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 a, as a football coach, you need guys that are out on the field, and somebody can have all the talent in the world. I mean, the world is filled with talented dudes who, for whatever reason, couldn't get out there. I mean, dude, every, everyone at Stark County especially has a story about, like, oh, well, if, I would, if, if it just would have happened this way, it doesn't matter. You're not out on the field. So, I'll, like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of what Fantone's talking about from my own life. You know what he's talking about right there? Somebody talented who couldn't keep their ish together long enough to do their job. Yeah, we call him Maxwell in this world. That's who he's talking about. All the talent in the world. All the talent talent in the world. world. Dude, way more talented than most guys on the radio today. Way more. Dude, years ahead. But couldn't play the game in the hallway. So, and, and, and that's a part of being a professional. And I think that's kind of the thing that's, 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 you know, Todd Haley has shown me is that that. Is, you love the coordinators. I, I, I do. I think that's a part of the, the problem with the organization as a whole is that there's just a lack of professionalism. And I see Hugh Jackson trying to play it, and I see him trying to point it out. And I, I, I stand firm with my statement of, like, Hard Knocks, not a documentary. It's a TV show. They make things look dramatic because that's what sure. they want to do. Yeah, that's how um, you watch it. But... There, there's, there's something there. there. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's certainly smoke when it comes to that relationship. I agree. There's something not right there. I believe Todd Haley was told he's the coach in waiting. I believe that's why he acts the way he does. I've been saying it for a while. Um, I know one of the things they showed in last night's episode, you and I had already talked about on the show because it had leaked out about hitting the quarterback in practice, and Todd Haley was like, good teams don't do it. And Greg Williams. Now, I like Greg Williams' attitude. I do. I like the attitude. But Greg Williams was wrong. You're wrong. You don't have to block them in practice. You don't. Good teams don't touch the quarterback in practice. That do you learn that pee wee football? And I said it the day it leaked out. You want to know who's right? If in between those two coordinators, if you want to figure out who's right in that situation, it's probably the guy who wasn't guilty on Bounty Gate. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that they're, they're both right. 
that, you know, somebody needs to block Miles Garrett and don't touch the quarterback. That's professionalism, once again, showing showing where it needs to be if there. If you could fire one staff member uh, that you've seen on HBO Hard Knocks, who would it be? Hugh, I do, Hugh, my, Hugh Jackson. Mine's I easy. No, no, no. I leave Hugh right where he is. Mine's easy. Bob Wiley. I would throw Bob Wiley out on his ass tomorrow. Tomorrow. I worry, dude. Like, at first, I was like, ah, he's just kind of being funny with his athletes. Body hasn't changed in 200,000 years. Why should the sled change? Dude, your offensive line has looked horrific, bro. Horrific. It's looked bad. So maybe what we do is maybe we do adopt some new stuff. Maybe we do pay attention to what other teams are doing new. Maybe maybe we do do that. Like, dude, I think that guy might be an idiot. Like, I think Bob Wiley might, like, honestly, dude, the game has come back past certain coaches. I think it might be past him. Now, maybe Hard Knocks is only showing me what they want to show me, and now maybe I'm going overboard. Again, it's a television show. The, sure, fair. But, dude, he looks like a slob. He talks like a slob. There, his, uh, his, his players play like slobs. So far, dude, Bob Wiley is the weak link. I'd be out on that dude tomorrow. He's got that Maserati, though. Well, yeah, he's an NFL coach. They pay him too much money. All those guys get paid too much money. Like, I, I don't even think I've ever heard of our tight end coach. I was like, geez, I don't even think I've ever heard your name. And, dude, how Cleveland Browns is it that Josh Cribbs is on the coaching staff? What's he going to show you? Yeah, I mean, give him, an, give him a role. I mean, and I guess that's the thing is if you're a special teams assistant coach, but I, yeah, I agree. Dude, here's Josh Cribbs' role. Don't hold out for more money when you're a one-trick pony. I want him telling the rookies coming in that. Outside of that, Josh Cribbs, what are you really showing anybody? Nothing. Not a damn thing. More Stingsbury Show, and your first opportunity for Vegas is at 8 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Hopey boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 7.30, pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That show, September 15th, Canton Civic Center. I'm looking forward to that. That cosplay contest is good times. I don't always know the names of everything, but I kind of like that because I'm like, what the hell is that? And then then somebody takes 10 minutes to explain it to you. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know about that. I didn't know anything about that. Um, I would definitely say that you know the Canton Comic Con is a testament to what a turnaround it's been in nerd culture, where all those things... 30 years ago? You had to run home from the the bus stop. Seriously, dude. I'll give you a wedgie and shove you in a locker. And like now, you know, across the country, there's Comic-Cons all the time. Well, you know what happened? Like somebody got smart and paid hot chicks to like dress up as nerds and take photos (sighs) and put put their pictures online wearing like Star Trek shirts. And now everybody's like, oh my God, I'm a nerd. It's like, that chick wasn't a nerd. Look at her. Dude, show me a 10 that's a nerd. I think think at least partially is you you looked at the math of it. And like, yeah, you you know, there's companies that are always going to be like, Trying to get the cool kids, like that's always going to be a part of it. Yeah, but, yeah. Th- but there's a lot more dorks, and if you want to sure. make if you want to make money, dude, I mean, there's there's plenty of money to be made there. It's a fair point, especially in the movie theater line, because that's who has time to do things on. You know what I mean? On Thursday night, goes to see the movies. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a good time. I think a lot of nerds came out of the closet too. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was some of that too. Yeah, and I guess as it becomes more and more acceptable, you feel less and less like, oh my God, dude, is somebody going to beat me up for this? Well, again, another thing that's happened, and here's the thing, we're burying the lead. Dude, America got it can wrap itself around the nerd culture now because you no longer have to read it. 
you can watch it. Ah. See, dude, like back in the day, it was real nerds because it was like, I'm going to spend my free time reading. And it was like, no, no, I'm not. And now, all of a sudden, Cyclops is on the screen. Well, yeah. And I mean, I watched The Big Bang Theory, so I'm pretty much a scientist. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, nerd culture. I still can't believe that kid turned down, what was it, $50 million? A lot of money, dude. the hell it was. A lot of money. For two seasons of that show. I can't believe that. Did you see this, by the way? I saw John Goodman getting the back of Roseanne yeah. all day yesterday. Look, she's not a racist. I know she's not a racist. And they're going to kill her off. Is there any chance they backpedal between now and then? Like, if John Goodman's like, dude, this is who she is, and we're going to kill her off, is there any chance they go, you know what, she's kind of done this turnaround, maybe one more, and they try to do it again? I, I feel like unless there's something that she can point to definitively that says, like, hey, this is what I've done to kind of make up for my mistakes, this is what I've done, but she's screaming about how she thought the bitch was white. You know what I'm saying? So, like, hey, John, Goodman's, John Goodman's one thing, but when she's out there... You know, screaming her head off about things. Nah, I, I don't feel like that happens. Okay, I've been proven wrong. Brian, uh, uh, Brian writes in and says Olivia Munn is a nerd. That's a ten. He's absolutely right. Okay. She's a twelve. Okay. So, like, I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I, I will give you that one. I think Roseanne will probably find another vehicle for television. Um, there was another thing that happened yesterday, or the news broke of it yesterday, that Louis C.K. is back out there telling jokes now. He showed up, I guess he played the comedy cellar somewhere, somewhere in New York City. Okay. And people took issue with it. And as a matter of fact, two people in the crowd I heard got up and said, I didn't know he was playing here tonight. I'm out and walked out. That's their right. Okay. Right. Um, that, that, that's totally fine. I'm f- perfectly fine with an audience deciding what they want and what they don't want. Um, but again, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, celebrities who normally demonize this kind of stuff. As, as as much as humanly possible, we're like, well, I mean, you got to give Louie a second shot, though. I mean, we got life has to have second shots. And it's like, well, wait a minute, though. Like, that's not the way you argue this when you don't like the person, though. When you don't when you didn't like the person, it was like that we could never hear from him ever again. I You got it. This is what I'm always saying. Nobody, nobody, nobody stacks up against what the social media pretends to have their standard at. Nobody does. We would all feel miserably at that. So pretending this person passes the bar and this person doesn't is insane. And that you're going to have to, and I've told you guys from for the four years this show's been on the air here, dude, creative people who do entertaining things are destroyed inside. There is no workaround. There is no, there is no exception to the rule. None. People will tell you Jerry Seinfeld, he wasn't dysfunctional. BS. Go back and watch comedians in cars getting coffee. That guy's awful. Like, if you listen to what Jerry kind of talks about, what is, every joke is how much he hates everybody and doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, broken inside, bro. Doesn't know how to deal with people. It doesn't come, it doesn't, dude, entertainment doesn't fall from the sky. It comes from what is broken and wrong inside of you. That's where it's all trying to get it out. That's where it all comes from. Do you make the argument there is no line then? I mean, like, the, the, then we should not, there should be nothing that's I mean, I don't want dudes whipping out their penis in front of chicks who didn't want it. Like, that's obviously a line of activity that I'm not okay with. Yeah, but you're okay, But what you're arguing is that you're okay with your entertainers doing it. So, I'm, yes, you wouldn't do that, but regardless what an entertainer does, wh- I'm whatever. I'm not throwing out my Louis C.K. albums because he did it. No, as a matter of fact, from what most people tell me and people who I know in the comedian community tell me, a lot of those women gave him permission to do it. And then we're dragged in there or we're laughing while he was doing it. 
most of them, honestly, two of the women came out on record and said, I thought he was kidding. Like, I was laughing because it's Louis. Butch, by the way, here's an interesting thing. I'll work it all the way around. You know the first person to tell everybody Louis C.K. was a creep who was doing that? Just take a guess. Just all of you right now in your car, guess who was the first person to ring that alarm? It was Roseanne Barr. And it was like five years ago. She kept, she was out there telling everybody, Louis C.K.'s a total creep. He's totally doing this. And everybody laughed her off as an old, you know, crotchety lady that didn't know what she was talking about. Sure enough, she nailed it. Sure enough, she had him dead to rights. What, so, so you believe he did this? Oh yeah, he admitted he did. Okay, it. so, so that we're not, we're, we're not, dude. It's no longer up for debate whether he did it. He said he did. It's it. not a question of well, did they want it or not? That he was, he was he guilty was doing of this. It. Okay, he, okay. Because here's the thing: a couple of those women wanted Louis to help them with their careers. So, dude, whether they said yes or not, it could have been about the fact. Well, I need Louis to call, you know, club promoters for me and get me booked. So, like, if this is what it's going to take, then this is what it's going to take. I know a woman right now. She's probably listening. Who works for a guy in a in in, in a private business um, a little south of here, right west actually? And dude, they're on film. He's on fi- dude. The, his business has cameras, and dude, you can see it. He's slipping drugs into her drinks to get her dopey to try to have sex with her after the business is closed. You know, I said to her, "Why didn't you go to the cops?" Well, you know, he gave me a job when I didn't have a job, and you know, I'm trying to work my way back into the thing, and I, I don't know, like it didn't feel right. It's like, dude, that's how women approach this stuff sometimes. So to think that oh, some woman wasn't like, well, yeah, all right, I guess I'll just deal with this, so Louis will call a club for me is crazy. But isn't that backing them into being sexually? That's what I'm assaulted? saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, like you can't be like, well, the woman was all right with it because, dude, no, no, no. Sometimes they just do stuff just to go along. But my point is, dude, is that Twitter wants to vilify these people until it's one of theirs. And then all of a sudden, it's like Michael Ian Black was like, I don't know, we kind of have to let Louie back. And it's like, why? Because he's one of your buddies? Like, if it, do you want Roseanne Barr back, Michael Ian Black? Do you want him back? Do you want that back? No, you. of course you don't. Of course you don't want Roseanne back because you hate her and you think you're against what she does. But at the end of the day, Michael Ian Black feels like Louis C.K. was fine because Louis C.K. didn't sexually harass his wife. And so, therefore, no, I'm going to get the back of one of my buddies. I want Louis C.K. back because he's one of the best comedians ever. As a matter of fact, dude, he and I had, were at odds over a radio show bit. And, dude, once upon, and then, dude, as, maybe this is why. He actually went on Howard Stern and called me funny. So, dude, anytime a guy goes on Howard Stern show and calls you funny, that at the end of the day, dude, I, I'm always going to have a little, you know, affection for that guy in my heart. And ultimately, like I said, I know comedians who were there who were like, ah, dude, I'm telling you, this story wasn't as bad as people think it is. But pretending like we're going to let Louis C.K. back Twitter and we're going to vilify everyone. This is what I'm saying. You can't even hold your own goddamn social justice warrior standard, you bunch of hypocrites. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. Dude, that left-leaning, that game is rigged, bro. It is rigged, and it's out to hunt you. You need to get off that stuff, and immediately. We got the uh, next hour of the Stansberry Show, and then we'll send you out to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That will be at 7.30 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, City Comic Con, the third one coming up Saturday, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center. And if you've been a part of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con before, dude, you know what a good time it is. If you have not, dude, make the 2018 version the one you attend. So many awesome guests, including the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Kevin Eastman right there. You've got James O'Barr, who created the crow. Wow. 
and legendary writer Peter David all going to be at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Well, dude, I think you buried the lead. Aaron Archer from Canton, Ohio, has worked at Hasbro in the 80s and 90s. He'll be at the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con as well. Fantone and I will be hosting your cosplay contest. Get your tickets at hofcitycomiccon.com. Rock 1069 WRQK is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test and should last seven seconds. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Fish Head will be out tonight, Upper Deck, Portage Lake, 6 o'clock, getting you hooked up with those Ozzy tickets. That show September 16th, Blossom. Kind of want to go to that. Yeah, no more tours. Yeah, dude, I've seen Ozzy a couple of times. I've met Ozzy, but, like, dude, he's so good. Yeah, and there is a little bit of, and I get it, dude. Every every artist goes through the, well, it's the final tour. Where you're never going to get another opportunity to see me. But if this really is your last chance to see Ozzy, you should take advantage of yeah, it. I think I am going to go to that. I was at uh, I was at the Country Jam, and the promotions person for iHeart, who's handling Ozzy, said, "Are you going to Ozzy?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "I'll probably try to weasel my way." And she's like, "No." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Dan, all of those tickets are locked in my safe." She's like, "And dude, unless I get you hooked up for Ozzy, it's not happening." She goes, "Do you want to go to Ozzy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, I think I might." So I think I might go to that because, dude, you don't want to miss him. What's crazy about Ozzy is, dude, that show on MTV came out 20 years ago and people thought he couldn't talk then. Oh, and he's been old forever, well, dude. And, dude, this is this goes to show you reality TV. They kind of amped all that up. They, they amped up the Ozzy's kind of dumb, can't really do it, like the whole thing. I mean, dude, the guy's done 10 tours since then. I mean... Just like anything else, dude, it's not a documentary. It's it's a television show. So, of course, they're going to make it look, you know, and especially once they realize, yo, we got gold in this. Like, we got commercials in this. We've got, you know, we've got sure. we've got money in this. Yeah, hang on. Of, of, of course, Watch they're going to keep pushing it. Exactly. You know what my least favorite things I'm seeing right now? What is that? Well, the Farmer's Almanac says it's going to be a whopper of a winter. <laughs> a whopper of a winter. A lot of snow, a lot of cold. And I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. But all I know is that it's going to be colder than I want it to be. Right. And it's going to be very, very soon, dude. You start seeing those and the pumpkin spice lattes are already out. I know. It was like 97 degrees yesterday. But the pumpkin spice lattes are already out. Which, by the way, pumpkin spice is gross. Apple cider's better. But the hell's the matter with you people? And, uh, dude, I just, I'm depressed about winter already. I, I, dude, as a golf fanatic, the last thing you want is snow. It's terrible. I think it's still supposed to be pretty warm today and tomorrow and this yeah, coming Yeah, I'm playing weekend. today. Oh, I'm playing today. Um, yesterday, though, I mean, dude, it was sweltering ass hot, like 100 degrees and 100% humidity, but it was probably noon, 1 o'clock. I said to myself, I'm like, dude, go cut the grass. And I'm like, well, why are you going to do that? And I'm like, because in three months, it's going to be freezing ass cold, and you need to remember this. Like, you need to get this feeling in yes. your bones. You need to, like, Agreed. have something, some sort of, like, dude, don't worry. It's going to come back, and you're going to be warm again eventually. But, like, I did. I'm standing out there just sweating my ass off, and I'm like, dude, just cherish this. Smell smell yourself and breathe it all in. I would have skipped that last part. <laughs> I, uh, I probably wouldn't have done that last part. But, yeah, there was a – like yesterday, I had the I had day – you know what I mean? I had free in the middle of the day, and I didn't go play golf. That's how hot it was. I was like, ah, dude, it's a little hot. Like, I don't know if I feel like dealing with that. I went to the gym instead. 
Um, and uh, there was nobody in there. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you go in the middle of the afternoon, it's it's a beautiful thing. For the, if you're worried about the gym and like other people and this and that, if you've got time in the afternoon, that's really the best time to go do that. But I am already like annoyed and saddened about like I I would never leave Ohio in the summer or even fall, spring even. But dude, winter in Ohio makes me absolutely 100% miserable. I don't do anything in the snow. Like I'm not a skier, snowboarder, whatever. We don't even really get enough or it's too much of an expensive hobby to like as a snowmobile as like a hobby because that would be awesome. But like I don't do anything in the snow. So it's just this awful stuff that makes honestly Stark County drivers even worse than they already are. (laughs) Even worse than you already are. 40 on the freeway on my way here today. Seriously? What the hell is the matter with you people? But like, so like that's not good. The snow makes that worse. Then you're freezing cold. I just don't like it. I'm just going to be miserable. I just, I don't want it. I don't want it. But it's better than, that's better for me than things are going. I believe for John Blackburn, 33, who was uh, just released from jail not that long ago, a week ago, as a matter of fact, but apparently had tried to set up a uh, a sex rendezvous with a 15 year old girl, and they they went to go meet her at a, like a fast food restaurant. Doesn't tell me which one there in Maslin this was, and uh, he was arrested around 9:20 Monday evening at the restaurant. And uh, he contacted a person he believed to be a 15-year-old girl to have sex. He's been out of jail a week. He reportedly sent messages. Uh, this is, you know what they did here. They posed like an undercover cop as a young teenage girl and like pulled him in there. Now, dudes who want to like sleep with kids or women, whatever, you're creeps. And I want you off the street. But is there a little bit of like, dude, you're going to pretend like a 29-year-old's 15 to like pull him in like... Um, well, it's, it's weird to me. Is that entrapment, though? Did Were they the ones who reached out and started making things sexually, or did this guy reach out and make things sexual? Because that's that's where you're going to get into Well, that. my guess is you don't have to wait real long for a dude to make a conversation sexual. And I, I guess that's the thing, too, is like, even if you... Like at all. Even if you are... You know, and I'm certainly no fan of entrapment here. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, well, dude, cops can do whatever the hell they want to get to bust you. But if if you, as a 29 year old, are accepting a friend request from a 14 year old, then can, then pushing that 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 conversation down the field, I, dude. There's, I, I cannot think of a situation where I'm like, oh, 14 year old privately messaging me, this is okay. Uh, In no circumstances, dude. In none, none. None. I can't. I can't think of one where so somebody somebody reaches out to you and says, "Hey, I I, I like what you do. I'm." I'm interested in doing what you do. Is there any guidance you can give me? That's not an acceptable communication between the two of you. Is there some line of like, here's this, but am I continuing that? No. Like, that's going to be a very brief, like, hey, cool, glad you like this. Like, maybe I'll come in and talk to your class at, 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 at Washington High School, but am I going to continue like, oh, well, hey, and here's here's us becoming friends, and here's me sending you my cell phone number? No. But no. So, like, it'd be very brief, but... Okay. All right. Okay. Because I mean, I've done that where I've been like, all right, here's what you need to do. And then, and, but yes, there, there was a, once upon a time, there was a, a young woman who had been listening to the show. She was underage. I kept telling her, not kept telling her. I said to her, I said, I can't, and she made it clear. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm into, I was like, well, that's great. But like, no. And I was like, I have to stop. Like you cannot, I was, I basically said, just please stop contacting me. Cause I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, Jeez, this is weird. Like you don't want you don't you don't want you don't want anything to do with that. But like, I understand. Dude, you've been in jail. You 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 want the sex. I'm I don't know what he was in jail for. 
And obviously, dude, when guys get released from jail, you see it in movies all the time. What is the first thing they want to do? Because they want to go find a woman. They want to go find a man, whoever they like doing this stuff with. So I'm not surprised that he sought that out. But, dude, you don't think now. Like, these dudes meet people on the internet, and you're not convinced. You don't think in the back of your head now that maybe there's a possibility of this? Yeah, I mean, how many episodes of, of, of How to Catch a Predator did you need to see before you recognize, like, hey, all is not as it appears to be on the internet, but I guess it just speaks to the to the desperation of, you know what I mean, of guys who, who want to get laid or want to have yeah, sex. Like It's uh, it's just, what a creepy thing. I, uh, I, I, I don't understand it. And this is definitely one of those things, too, and this is a story out of Maslin, so it's not like, oh, dude, yeah, this happened in Wyoming and, oh, dude, no, this happens in your backyard all the time. If you don't Every think day. If you don't think that this is a possibility with your kid or someone your kid knows or something like that, dude, you're in denial. Well, the amount of access people have to your children now, because, uh, well, there's like five major social media platforms. Let's be honest. Your kids are probably on another two we haven't even heard of yet. Then there's like video game, you know, chat rooms and platforms and like that. Kind of, I don't know how parents do it. It's like you're running a constant man-to-man defense all day, just like praying that nobody victimizes your I don't know how you people do it. No wonder you're so pissed off at me all the time, dude. No wonder you're angry about everything. I didn't even think about that. That's why you're angry all the time. We do have Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. Those are up for grabs. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got the Stansberry Show here letting you know that the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, the third one coming up Saturday, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center. And if you've been a part of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con before, dude, you know what a good time it is. If you have not, dude, make the 2018 version the one you attend. So many awesome guests, including the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Kevin E right there. You've got James O'Barr who created The Crow. Wow. And legendary writer Peter David all going to be at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Well, dude, I think you buried the lead. Aaron Archer from Canton, Ohio has worked at Hasbro in the 80s and 90s. He'll be at the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con as well. Fantone and I will be hosting your cosplay contest. Get your tickets at hofcitycomiccon.com Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. You hear me hesitate. Yeah. All right. I I am a secular person. All right? I am a, am a non-religious person. Okay? But I grew up with a ton of it. Uh, my father was a minister. Couldn't get away from it. It's probably why I'm a secular person today. I've said it a thousand times in here. I've had way more church than most people. Twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday. I was that weirdo on your street. I was that weirdo growing up on your street. Yep, that's who I was. But I have said now every year pretty much that I've been alive and definitely every year since I've been a broadcaster, that I know for sure because I've taken heat every time I've said it. That if you belonged to any organization that even, that even had been accused of abusing children, you would run from it in the opposite direction. If you belonged to a country club and you found out, well, kind of rumors, tennis pro, diddling kids, you'd be done. You'd either be done with that club or you would go headhunting and we'd make sure that tennis pro wasn't at the club, which, by the way, right thing to do. Both those things, right thing to do. And we're talking about one person here. One. One. 
But yet Sunday, you're going to wake up and you're going to drive your kids right back to the molestation building. I don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, it wasn't my diocese. Wasn't wasn't my wasn't my priest. Wasn't this. Okay, fine. In what other facet do you support an organization who has shown you absolutely no willingness whatsoever to correct itself? As a matter of fact, dude, another cardinal had this to say about the Pope. The Pope has a bigger agenda. He's got to get on with other things, like talking about the environment and protecting migrants and carrying on the work of the church. We're not going to go down a rabbit hole on this, was the end of the quote. That's Cardinal Cuppage. That's the end of the quote. We're not going down the rabbit hole on this. Now, I hate these kind of terms, and you know it. But that's pretty tone deaf, right? That's not good. That's not what you want to hear. Why the hell are you driving your kids there on Sunday morning? I don't get it. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think certainly anytime there's allegations and uh, not even allegations at this point, a repeated pattern of behavior at this point. A, a it's been my whole life we've been hearing right. this. I mean, my for, whole life from 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 the 1950s on. It kind of seems like um, you 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 have to. You have to put these victims first. Like that has to be, and the of fact course. that the fact that that's not the overriding message coming out of the Catholic Church right now, that's where the problem really is. I mean, like I understand terrible things happened. Okay, and I'm, I wish we had a time machine. I wish we could fix those things. I wish we could unmolest those kids, but that can't happen. It's not gonna happen. What we do today can change, though. And the fact that there isn't a a full acceptance of like, yo. This was our fault. This was our system. This is what happened under under our watch. That's to me where like is there, I, I, I can't overlook that. Am I making this too simple by saying now again? I was the son of a minister, minister, not priest, minister. Meaning he could have a son, he could have a wife, he got to go home. I'm married to God. No, 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 no. no. You're doing a job. You were called to something. You're doing a job. You're not married to it. Like, stop being ridiculous. And if, dude, and if letting you marry another grown person is going to stop you from banging a kid because you haven't had sex in 60 years and you can't take in any GD more and you're starting to freak out. So you grab the first thing that you can see, like Bill Clinton yanking on fat Monica Lewinsky from down the hallway, then gee, I wonder if maybe there's a better system we can unfold here. Yeah, I mean, I guess in other situations where people are celibate, though, do they end up molesting kids? Well, that's the other thing. Is like I don't want to necessarily make it about that because a lot of people think, well, these and, priests are gay, and that's why they go to it. And it's well, like, dude, gay and like molesting kids are way, 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 way different. Do you think that? But do I think that if you deprive a man of sex long enough, is he going to? Is is he going? Dude, we see plenty of straight dudes go into prison. You you take women away from them long enough, they have sex with men. Yeah, but that's between consenting adults. That's what's there. If I if I took you away and I put you in jail with a, with a bunch of fifteen year olds, would it maybe take you longer to do it? Maybe, but you're but at some point that criminal's doing it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I buy if I buy that if that long on a long enough timetable that abstain from sex you're going to victimize people, especially children. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily buy. I that. think if I put you in jail, do you think? Well, these guys aren't in jail. If they wanted to break the rules, they could sleep with an adult woman. You know what I mean? Like what, that's available well, to that's you. That's the still. other thing. It's it's very interesting to me where these priests are willing to cross God at. And like, so you won't go have sex with a grown up, but you'll have sex with the children. And you know why? It's because they think the kids will be quiet. Do you think that that people that are willing to victimize children like this see 
the Catholic Church is like, oh, dude, there it is. Like, there's yes. my ins, and now I can bang kids. Or do you think that you go into the Catholic Church as a as a priest, and you and, and that's what, and then it's the celibacy that ends up causing it. Yes, both. The, the answer is yes. I, I think, dude, there's enough people in the world, and there are enough people involved with the church where both things are definitely true. But have you built a system with a massive loophole in it for for a for a pedophile who feels like, dude, maybe I'm a pedophile and like giving him a place to go and a place to hide? For sure you have. You have built a system where somebody is going to try to exploit it. For sure. If this was any other situation, if this was teachers, if this was and the Pennsylvania story is just so striking to me because they're talking about, you know, three hundred different different, you know You gotta remember, uh, dude, they move priests around when they find th- out about this. So essentially that's every Catholic church in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Three yeah. hundred? Like what are we talking about here? What, what, what is there? A thousand at the most in Pennsylvania? So it's like I, I just have I, don't know. I just it, it just to me it's 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 obviously systemic. And when you don't accept responsibility as that's the what- organization organization that's where the biggest problem see is. that's why i think it's the, the, this this ends up happening to you or, or there's something's going on because dude did it draw that many guys into it that that were this person before i mean maybe it did i don't know but i think there's also something about the system that then distorts the brain well once once deviant behavior becomes acceptable, all of a sudden it's acceptable. And if everyone that's ahead of you in your career essentially is doing something, all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do drugs because, like, look at all these guys that I respect and know and all this. And, 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 and I think that's going to apply to any... This is, any deviant behavior. This kills me because what people will do is they'll continue to go to these places. They'll continue to give their money. They'll continue to let their kids be involved. And it's because you're afraid God's going to send you to hell. Okay? That's all the reason why you're doing it. Is because you're afraid God's going to send you to hell. Let me tell you, I was raised by a minister. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows a goddamn thing. Seriously, nobody knows anything about this. But no, but when you die, this ha- you don't know that. You don't know that. It's all speculation. It's all best guess. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Having been raised by a minister, that my father would have told you that rushing your kids away from that system, even though it's a house of God, is what God would want you to do. So what the hell are you waiting on? What the hell are you waiting on? You think God cares about which building you go in and shell out that money, even though you're being hustled? And even though you're being shakedown? It's Our Lady of Perpetual Shakedown down there. So you mean bingo nights are Christ-like? That's what Jesus wants? Is bingo in the basement? That's what Jesus wanted. Bingo. Casino nights and child rape. That's what Jesus was all about? You're insane. It's got nothing to do with the building. It's what's in you. Who are you? What are you doing? What are your actions? Are you picking up your neighbor or are you shoving them down? Jesus doesn't care if you go to the church on Sunday and then demonize everybody on Facebook Monday through Saturday. What the hell's the matter with you? These people are victimizing. They're your children for Christ's sake. They, dude, these are the same little humans that I'm not allowed to use the words I want to use in right here because I I might distort their views and I might hurt their little virgin ears, but you're going to let them be an altar boy. The hell's the matter with you, dude? You need your heads examined. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets, however, up for grabs right now. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury show. You guys hang on. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You get your first keyword of the day, 8 o'clock. I may have to, uh, I may have to eat some words here. All right. Not a big fan. Don't like doing that. But, uh, but I'm willing to do so when I'm wrong. Now, I have not been proven wrong just as of yet. Um, but it's a, looking like a possibility. Is apparently Tommy Lee posted a photo yesterday, uh, I think at Instagram, 
of he himself, Nikki Six, and one of the most famous rock producers of all time, Bob Rock, who I believe produced Dr. Feelgood, their best sounding record. It was it their best record? No, but it's the best Motley Crue ever sounded was on Dr. Feelgood. Bob Rock also produced Metallica's The Black Album. Probably the best Metallica has ever sounded. Not the best record they ever made, but Bob Rock knows what he's doing as a music producer. And again, I always get the back of music producers because, well, I actually know what I'm talking about versus people who just want to be like, producers suck! But Bob Rock's the man. So now you got to be wondering, does this mean we're getting new Motley Crue? And I've always said, you're not getting new Motley Crue. If Nikki says they're done, they're done. Because it's Nikki's band. Nikki doesn't need any of them dudes. They all need him. Nikki wrote it all. He created the name. He created the look. He created it all. That has always been Nikki's band. The other three dudes were just hired help. That's all they ever were. But you got the movie coming out now. So I don't know if they're just remastering crew tracks to put out for for that album, how sometimes they'll do that. I know they did that a little bit with The Runaways, although they had the, the girls in the movie sing it, which was a little weird. So I don't know if they're just remastering stuff for the Netflix movie. Maybe that's what they're doing. But I had always said, nah, dude, if, if Nikki's telling you they're done, they're done. He pulled the radio show off. Yeah, I was going to say, the dude's probably just bored. You know what I mean? It's probably like, yo, what are you doing? Nah, I don't know. What are you doing? I'm bored. Yeah, I'm old. And we're not doing drugs anymore. What do you want to do? You want to make some money then? All right, let's make some money. The first person, one of the first people to comment on this Instagram post was Nikki's new girlfriend. I don't know. They might be married. Maybe it's his wife. And she's like clapping her hands, saying things like, thank God. Yeah, of course. Because Nikki's 40 years older than she is, and she wanted the debit card, and now there's a 70-year-old man laying around the house all day because he doesn't do his radio show, and he's not on tour right. with Motley Crue. Right. So now there's just this old dude who's like laying on top of her all night, and she's like, get this old-ass guy out of here. Yeah, I mean, am I, am, I, am I seeing that and thinking, boy, dude, new, new crew's going to be great? No, but am I seeing that and thinking these guys are going to make another record because why not? Yeah, but here's how long ago was that? That wasn't that long ago when they retired, right? I mean, dude, it was within the run of this show like two years ago. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it in here. So, like, uh, dude, I get it. Like, you say final tour, we're done, and eventually you come back, but you got to put a little bit of room in between it. Two years doesn't feel like enough. Well, they to me. went on a two year goodbye right, tour. Right. But again, your Motley Crew. And say what you want. Like, dude, notice this. This is what I love. Man, that 80s, 80s, fuck, 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 just fucked. Meanwhile, dude, these are the only bands that can sell tickets. <laughs> notice that? Dude, you can do, put Seether somewhere. I know they're playing the Agora. Maybe they sold, dude, welcome to 1,200 seats. But you see, you take my point. Like, dude, it's these bands who, from these eras, everybody tells me sucks, are the only ones that can draw crowds. Now, maybe that's because their audiences are older and we actually have money. Versus like, I don't know, I don't know, can you crowdsource your own concert tickets and go? Can you go fund me tickets to, you know, uh, uh, you know whatever fest it is you want to go to? Maybe you can. I, dude, I think it's probably remastering around the movie, something around there. They're probably going to do like new versions of older songs to put out for the soundtrack, try to make some money. I'm being asked, Bob Ross the painter. No, Bob Rock the, oh my God. Different guys. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That was either misunderstanding me or if that was sarcasm and a try to joke, bro, you just need to off yourself because that was like one of the worst things I ever read. Bob Rock. Again, if you're going to demonize music producers, look the guy up. He's produced some of your favorite records of all time. That's how I know music producers are valid, by the way, and they're really good at what they do. Go flip over your album covers. It's the same guy 
over and over and over. There's been like 10 of them. And it's because it takes a really special thing to actually be able to do it. So the Bob Ezrins, the Bob Rocks, the David Geffens, the Mutt Langs, there's a reason why they produce all the best records in the history of music. It's because they're the ones that actually know what they're doing. Not the 22-year-old drug-addicted idiot artist. It's the producer who knows what he's doing. 8 o'clock, you get sent out to Vegas. Back-to-back nights, killer shows. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Uh, yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here talking to you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. If you've been thinking about LASIK... I know you got a lot of questions. I know you got a lot of concerns. And that's natural, dude. Anytime you make a big investment, you're going to want to have some clarity, especially when that investment is yourself. I mean, LASIK is a surgery, so it's natural for you to want a little bit more information before you make a decision like that. Which is why I'm telling you, go to RollHoltVision.com. They make things crystal clear for you, both literally and figuratively. So whether you need an explanation of what LASIK really is, you're worried about some of the financing options, or you're ready to take that self-evaluation test, dude, find out all the answers and find them out at rollholtvision.com. Oh, six, nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Sending you out to Vegas momentarily. Get you out of town for a few days. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Uh, we're not going. Fantone no. and I are going. We decided. No. Schedules are pretty packed up. Yeah, they, uh... We're off the week before or whatever it is. I don't feel like taking more time away from the offices, right? They said, look, dude, look, front row, VIP passes. <laughs> we'll shoot. But, dude, Sansbury, you get to shoot Bobby Bones in the face. I was like, nah, yeah, no, 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 maybe not. I'm not going. I, I was like, dude, I'll have to leave me. I, I, I want to stay in Canton. This is where I'm staying. You bring, you bring the iHeartRadio Music Festival to me. They said no. They were like, no. Is that a possibility? Maybe next year we'll start the rumors early. The iHeartRadio Music uh, Festival so live game in mean, Ohio. Uh, dude, I think uh, Civic Center might be a little small. We can make something happen. Might be a might be a little small there. But Timberlake, Luke Bryan, Sean Mendez, Leonard Skinner, Fleetwood Mac, all part of that. We'll send you here momentarily. First, however, we got to play you some audio from a uh, from a previous. Cleveland uh, Brown, uh, Browns quarterback. One which, by the way, everybody told me was going to be amazing, and I said, no, he's going to suck. No, no, no. And then all the local sports guys, no, 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 he's going to be great. He's going to be great. He's going to be He beat Alabama. He beat Alabama. And I kept telling people, dude, this kid's going to suck. He's a nightmare. He's a drug addict. You can see it from a mile away, and everybody told me, no, 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 Sansbury, you're an idiot. Sure enough, if you really listen to this audio you're about to hear, he admits to everything I had predicted about him being true. And here's Manziel. You get on that stage, that's a With dream. Kevin Hart. Holy sh- And then you find out it's the Cleveland Browns. How'd that feel? At the time, all, all my boys, everyone in my corner was telling me, you, you don't want to go to Cleveland. Like, f*** that. F*** that. I looked at it. I, I was more optimistic about it. I looked at the players they had. I was I was cool with it. Jesus. <laughs> he said his boy said, that. No, man. Once I landed and went to Berea, Ohio for the first time, I was like, can I go back to college? I don't know anybody. I don't know where I'm at. It's cold. I don't like it. And, and yeah. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. My, my butt hurts. How am I going to do it? Ah! Ah! It's Kevin Hart kind of... Being Kevin Hart? Right. 
let the guy answer the I question. I didn't know what it took. I didn't know like how much hard work you really had to put in to mm -hmm. like be good. I just felt like when I went out that first day and I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to go see how this thing goes. And it went so bad. That just compounded into my home life. If I'm not doing good at what I, my job is and what I love, like how can I go home and be happy about other things that are going on? Mm -hmm. That's true. A bubble in Cleveland. Can't hide like I used to in the past. So I'm finding different ways to try and hide and get out of who I am because I don't like what's going on right yeah. now. I don't like who I am right now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Went out, started doing other things to hide. To hide. Remember, I, t I kept telling you, he knows he doesn't have it. I kept telling you when he was on the field, this kid knows he doesn't have NFL ability. And so, dude, everybody keeps telling him he does. He goes home at night. He's alone with it in bed every night and knows he doesn't have it. So what, what happens then? Then you start medicating. You start freaking out. Oh, my God. The, the entire franchise is on my shoulders. I don't have the ability. What am I going to do? And I kept telling you this is what was going on with this kid. And I told you we were headed for a train derailment. No, 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 you don't know anything. No, what I did know is I worked for an addict, or worked with an addict for 10 years. You can spot it a mile down the road. If you've ever known one, it's really easy. They're all the exact same. They're the same. It's the same lies. It's the same excuses. It's all the same BS because it's all about being selfish. It's all about putting yourself first. It's all about letting everybody else down. It's all about pointing at the stoppage of the uses of the behavior, not the usage. It's, uh, dude, it's, uh, it's, dude, it is so textbook. Dude, addicts are the easiest thing in the world because it's, they're all the same. There's only one addict. They're all the exact same. What a joke. I mean, what a joke. Of course he was optimistic. He didn't know anything. Of course, dude, your buddies who were like, dude, that's a terrible roster. You're not that good. You, dude, you got drafted out of one game because you beat Nick Saban in a big game. That's it. You think if Johnny Manziel hadn't beat Nick Saban, you think he gets drafted? No, there's a reason why he went 22. Because he wasn't any good. Meanwhile, dude, your local sports media, remember? There was a kid jumping up and down in live videos. So excited. Was promising you big, huge wins. And yet people think somebody should pay $8 a month to listen to that moron? He's an idiot. His dad called a radio station and said, I'm so powerful I can get the rest of you fired. Hired my kid. That's how that happened. Trust me, I know. I know the people who work there. But yet he was jumping up and down in videos. Oh my God, man. Oh my God, man. And you're going to listen to these morons? Trust your eyes, bro. That's all you need. Don't listen to hard knocks. Don't listen to don't listen to anybody. Watch the field. Watch your eyes. It'll tell you. And as I told you, Manzel wasn't going to be any good. I'm telling you right now. If you think you're going to be ten and six this year, you are out of your mind. Out of your mind. I don't see it. I see a four and twelve team, and I think that's pretty good coming off of last year. That's what I see. Do you feel like Johnny Manziel was sliding Cleveland, the Browns, the fan base, anything like that in there? I think he's doing, he's being a little guilty of being what he knows he can do, which is, ah, dude, knock him without basically saying Cleveland is crap. Everybody will get pick up what you're saying and kind of agree with you because they're kind of always a mess. I was going to, a lot of people seem very upset about this yesterday. Like this was a, this was a slight against them or a slight against the area. Are they just finding out Cleveland's cold? Is that what they're just finding out? The, the dude in the, well, dude, can I go back to college? Of course you thought that, dude. I think there's plenty of moments in life. It's it's like, oh my God, I wish I was still in my comfort zone. I wish I was still king. Like, So, so you're going to knock the kid because he'd rather be Van Wilder than a nobody? Like, dude, when you're king of the campus, you're king of the campus. Yeah, to walk away from that, of course that was going to be a shock. Now, 
for him to talk about he didn't know that the wor- that how much work it was going to take that's the thing that kind of concerned me about like well why did you pick this kid at least with like like with Baker Mayfield it seems like that's his whole mindset is that like I want to work at this to get better how did you not see that in the evaluation process of like dude this guy doesn't want to do the work desperation and, well, yeah, desperation yeah, okay that's i mean that's okay. I, I i know you're looking for a longer answer than that and i just don't have it I think it's th- th- that's what does it. Y- like walk around the mall today. You're going to see couples who you know aren't meant to be together. Why is that true? It's because people are desperate. They don't want to be alone. And your quarterback, that's the relationship of the NFL. Without a quarterback, you are abysmal. And that's why I'm okay with Baker. Now, I wouldn't have taken Baker. I wouldn't have. I would have taken Sam Darnold. And I think Sam Darnold's going to have a much, much better, longer pro career. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Neither one of them went to a great system. Neither one of them went to a great team with great coaches and great things. Neither one of them. But the people who say you're a number one pick and you're the second and we're not going to play you at all this year, that that's alarming. That Dude, if you can't start, you're not a number one pick. And that was my point the day after the draft. Not that Baker can't play in the NFL. For sure he can. Not that he won't even be a little bit good. But if you ain't ready, then you ain't a number one pick. This is what I'm always talking about the NBA. You don't have a 15-foot jumper? Then, bitch, you ain't one and done. Then get your ass back to college. Then what are you doing? Well, he doesn't really dribble. Well, no, I mean, he doesn't really pass. Then you ain't one and done. Then you're not done. Then get back there and learn. And that's my thing with Baker. Dude, if you're not ready to play, then you ain't a number one pick. I'm sorry, bro. You're not. You're just not. Are you a pretty solid fifth pick? Probably. Are you still going to be a pretty good franchise quarterback, B-plus franchise quarterback? Yeah. But if you can't play day one, you're not a number one pick, and you're sure as hell not an A-plus quarterback. But I don't think you need an A-plus quarterback to win a title. I don't think you do. I think you need a B-plus. I think a B-plus will get it done. So Baker will get it done. I like Baker. I'm not anti-Baker. But it was an unconventional pick. And... Dude, Baker works, and this is what I like about Baker, because Fantone's right. He wants to work. But part of why Baker wants to work so hard is because he knows his physical limitations. Doesn't have a cannon. Doesn't have the size. Doesn't have this. His whole thing is accuracy. His whole thing is accuracy. If they, Dude, if defenses get him figured out, we could be in for a world of hurt. World of hurt, because he doesn't have a cannon. Can't push the ball all the way down the field. Can't do it. Not big enough to take the hits. We could be in a world of hurt here. Now, I don't think we are, but you could be, just so you know. But do I believe in him more than it sounds like right now? Yes, and I'll prove it to you. I almost spent $100 on a Baker Mayfield jersey yesterday, but they didn't have my size. They were out of them. Need an XL. They only had twos. I need an X because I lost a little bit of weight. Yeah, I'm going to use this to pat myself on the back a little bit. But I don't look at Baker Mayfield and see Johnny Manziel 2.0. That I will say. I knew Johnny was a bust. I knew that kid was a bust. Knew it. Was screaming from the top of my lungs in here about how he was a bust. Was called a heretic. A lunatic. You're a worry wart. For a year straight. I was called all those things. Ended up getting proved right. At the end of the season, I'll be proved right on a 4-12 football team. And I only tell you this not to rain on your parade. I only tell you this that, like, dude, maybe dial down the parade so you're less angry in November and December. I'm telling you, it's going to look very, very different when them defensive coordinators put them real schemes out there on that field. It's going to look very, very different. Let's send you out to Las Vegas, your first opportunity for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. 
is right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now to 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, where we'll send you back out to Las Vegas at 9 o'clock this morning. I have another keyword for you. Saying the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Um, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I do. So the other day I came in here. I think it was Monday. Right. And like nothing worked. And I was like... Losing my mind about it, and like nothing right. works right, and nobody respects me, and I need new things, and right. I need all this stuff. And yep, I feel like you can tell by the way I'm setting this up what happened here. Yeah, I, I screwed up. I was tired. I came in. I didn't think of something. I did something wrong, and it was affecting multiple rooms. It was actually something I did that was actually pretty serious, and it like ruined multiple points of entry. Whoops. And uh, I, of course, didn't think it through and then uh, allowed my anger to take over. And uh, I threw somebody completely under the bus that I had no business being thrown underneath said bus. Uh, I apologize. Now, I bring that up All right. because our good buddy down the hall, Keith Kennedy, is dealing with his microphone falling off his stand right now. And he's always telling me, it's because you yank on the thing so hard, move it around. And his just fell off his stand. So I was in the hallway. I was like, dude, stop yanking that thing so hard. It won't fall off its stand. He's got those greasy fingers all the time, dude. You know, we always talk about like sweaty palms. You're probably guilty of something. He's got grease. It's not sweat. It's just constant Crisco on the microphone. So that's probably what happened. Yeah, I think that is what happened. Slipped out of his hand, maybe smacked it up against the wall, something like that. Just whole thing smelling like mashed potatoes, dude. It's Keith Kennedy. It's, that's how it goes. Probably right, because wasn't his wife just out of town? So you oh, know yeah. that boy was on buffet mode. Oh yeah, she dude. doesn't let him eat. Like she does. Like she like at home. Like she kind of like watches. That's why he eats everything here. He number one, shame eats. Like you'll catch him in like in like 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 closets, like oh, eating food. If he gets flustered here in the building and he can't yell at somebody, like if he feels like I can't yell at you right now, he'll go and get something to eat. Come back to the building and like m- like mow it down <laughs> in his office. And like that's the thing too is I know. Like, like she'll, because you know I'm friends with her on social media, so like she'll be like, "Hey, I'm cooking this dinner, blah 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 blah." Yeah, and your dude, your boy's going through the fast food drive-through line and then going and eating dinner. He like, tells me that all the time. He's like, "Dude, she can't cook to save her life." He's like, "I constantly stop on the way." <laughs> like, dear God, man. He's like, dude. They, he told me the one day. He's like, "Why do you think we got another dog?" He's like, "I'm trying to feed it all that crap." Because <laughs> she's really, really healthy. Like right. the wife's like super, super healthy, and he's not at all. Like, dude, he's built from, like, I don't know, bacon and large. Like, that's butter, it. dude. Like, the guy's made just, out of yes, butter. Exactly right. I, I think that happens pretty frequently in relationships. And I wonder if, you know, if his wife, and I think this is, I'll, I'll use her as a stand-in for wives and girlfriends and people who are trying to get you to be a little bit healthier in general. If you didn't go so far with the extreme of, like, yo, now we're living a vegan lifestyle and you have to put essential oils and things and like that, it's like if it's you grass just, meat. If you just if you just put a scoop of broccoli on the guy's plate with a pork chop, little by little. he'll probably eat it. Little right? by little. He'll probably eat it. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, he'd probably with, push it around with his fork. <laughs> with her, and I feel like most, most you know, wives in that situation, yeah. is, you're trying to zig too hard when I'm trying to zag. Let's kind of meet in the middle here. You can't take me from chicken wings to Raw food, like right. you know what I mean. Right. Like it, it's not going to be like you know a, a chicken wings to like that black shake of raw whatever that stuff, dude. I I tried to date a raw food person once. As somebody who's like calorie conscious, works out, does all that, tries to eat right um, when I can. Let me tell you, dude, raw food is absolutely disgusting. So you're right. No, you got to like inch people into this stuff. I would absolutely 100% agree with this. So I saw this, and it makes me feel terrible. This is nine pieces of clothing. Every man should own. Okay. 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 
So I, I perused this earlier this morning. And again, I'm a man boy. Like, I totally am. Like, I am... I am a science project that's three quarters of the way done. You're hoping the teacher lets everybody else in class go before you. Well, here we are at the restaurant. I'll order last. Like, that's who I am as a person, right? I'm just not all the way there yet. And even though I totally should be. But some of these things I don't own due to size issues. Some of these I don't own because I haven't bought a newer version, a newer updated version. But I don't own a lot of these. Leather jacket. I don't have a leather jacket right now. I don't have one of those. I have two. I've got you, like a I've got like a winter one, and then I've got like a like kind of like a jacket number. That last leather jacket you bought last season, I think the little bit the lighter of the two, I think it is okay. that one. I liked a lot. Yeah, I like that leather jacket a lot, dude. It's one of those things. I don't view myself as like, dude, man, what a badass over there. But dude, there is something about you. Just kind of look like a badass. Like it's just like, damn, dude, what is that guy gonna go get a motorcycle fight or something? Like, and I'm not. Like by no stretch of the imagination am I. But yeah. and now because of the iPod, we can all smack a device and make music come out of it. You don't even have to be Fonzie. Like we can all do that now. A dark suit. Now again. I'm suitless right now. Suitless. If I needed to, dude, if somebody dies tonight, I'm probably not going tomorrow. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, because again, because the sizing, because the weight loss, like, I would need new suits today for sure. It was within the run of this show. One of my buddies got married, and instead of run, renting tuxes, he was like, yo, let's just all buy matching suits. We'll look better. It's not going to be that. So He's I, right. So, and I, I had like a custom-fitted suit, and dude, what a great investment of money that was for Where'd me. you get that? Uh, the one up, uh, Joseph A. Banks. Joseph A. Oh, Banks, okay, up, right. up, 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 I'm in the strip right there. So. All right, I can get down with that. And there was obviously like a um, you know, a wedding party like discount to it. Uh, I'm going to say 300 400 something like that. That's so it? Not, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, well, 300 400 I think, for the suit, and then I had to pay to get sure, it, you know, well, but, and I'd get paid to get it like tailored and everything, but 100% worth it. Like, I, w- I would definitely say if you're going to do it, do it. Like, yeah, put the I, money down. So, the, the, here's what I need to do I need to go get like a, a black, gray, and blue suit. I do. I kind of need to go, go get all those. I don't have those. White dress shirt that I obviously have. You should have that. Actually, I just bought a really nice one again yesterday. It's amazing how many guys don't, though. And I mean, like, whether it's a suit, a white dress shirt, a tie, or whatever it is like that. And I understand, dude, that the, the, the standard of dress scene has definitely gone down but like you don't have a, there's dudes out there who do not have a white shirt yeah so that, what are you doing dude? i actually just bought a really really nice one yesterday i got this uh, big important like uh party i've been invited to tomorrow Parte. night that i have to go to that i have to attend it's like a must attend to it's not like okay. a, i kind of want to go like i've been requested and required to go so like i went out and bought some clothes yesterday to make sure i can hit that it's not really a suit thing but it's like a business casual okay. like you know nice shirt nice pair of jeans probably good way to go a denim shirt they say is on the list of nine things all guys can must have like, dude, my dad had that i don't mm. have that dude denim shirts I do, I do not have a denim shirt a jean shirt no maybe, maybe that sounds those terrible. Back. no <laughs> no, just no, we're good no. on that. Dark jeans, I have a pair of those wearing of them right now. You should absolutely have those there. I do agree that all men should have that. A crew neck, I have multiples of those. I'm a huge sweater person. I actually like sweaters quite a bit. Uh, where those polo, do you don't have one polo? Now, I got a ton because golf shirts are technically polos. So I got like 60 of those. I got plenty of those, but yeah, you should have a polo. They're just saying a polo style, yeah, not but a polo, polo style. Brand. You know, okay. I got, dude, I got a bunch well, of those yeah, too. Okay. Uh, a sport coat. Again, I'm out of all of my like um, uh, my suit type stuff. I'm out of all that. I got to get resized, get new stuff. Wool trousers, they say, and I would agree that wool pants, like a pair of gray wool pants, are very versatile, dude. And uh, you can mix it with a lot of things. You can wear wear a lot of stuff. Actually, I need to do that. Like, I need to go buy like because again, like this T-shirt I'm wearing right now. 
I bought it yesterday, and it's just a plain black t-shirt. It's like a Hanes, you know, black t-shirt. I bought like a six-pack of them or whatever. And I used to wear twos. Now this is an XL, and this feels big. Like, to where I'm almost like, dude, am I getting all the way down to a large? Like, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, when you lose weight or you gain weight, that is, it's a transition time of like, well, are these fat pants? Or are these normal pants? Or are these skinny pants? Where am I in all this? So, yeah, I'm not surprised with you being like, I, dude, I've, I've, I've grown out of these. And designers kind of do their own thing. Like, I bought, like, um, like, I bought five American rag button-downs yesterday, right, from, like, Macy's. Those all had to be 2X for some reason because of the way that they run their design. Now, I bought a couple of polo button-downs, too. I bought, like, four of those. Those all were able to be XL and fit the exact same way. So it's really up to the designer. So it's like you're confused. That's why I do buying stuff online is very, very sketchy for me because I've never really got the tape measure out and, like, measured around my body. Like, I have no idea what my sizing is on anything. That's one of those things that if you could get your all of your clothes tailored, we'd all be in a better place, but you can't. If you're going to spend money on something, though, if you're going to go, yo, I'm spending $400 on this outfit, get it tailored. Yeah, I kind of want to buy a suit. I kind of want to buy a suit. Um, you think it would be weird if I just started showing up every morning all suited up? Yeah, dude, that's one of those things that back in the day, man, radio guys did have to wear suits every yeah. day. Like that was every guy. That that was that was very commonplace. Like um, janitors were walking around in suits. Uh, but nowadays, dude, and I went to a calling hours, and I know calling hours are supposed to be more casual. Jeans and, t- and tennis shoes. Uh, dude, I was wearing a suit, and my girlfriend was wearing a black dress, and we were definitely overdressed. And this was a calling hours for an older person too, where I'm kind of looking around like, oh, these goddamn millennials, no respect for anything. And I'm like, dude, you're 58 years old, and you're wearing jeans and tennis shoes to calling hours. Who are you? Why are you judging me, bro? Yeah, that's not great. It's like, dude, I've seen people get married in jeans, and I'm like, geez, dude, like this is if this doesn't fit the, this doesn't cross the bar of putting on your Sunday best. Like getting married doesn't cross that bar. I don't know. I'm kind of a man boy like this, dude. I do. I need to like redo my entire closet. And thank, but people tell me all the time, I wouldn't do it. You're just gonna put all that weight back on. Why are you people so negative on that? By the way, well, that's a, that's one of the risks, dude. Is like, are you going to? I mean, I know right now you're like, no, totally not going to. Six months from now, I just don't know where you're gonna be. Exactly right. Exactly right. I'm being told by Austin, who was his grandson, Freddie the Frog, had over 600 ties because that man Ow. knew to put on the his Sunday best when he was going serious places. Yeah, well, Freddie could have been an inspiration and honestly a role model for all of us in a lot of manners of life. There's no doubt about that. He was one of the best ever. Love that dude. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Sansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. All right, you're going to have to help me figure something out. All right. Because I hear this all the time. Liberal media, left-leaner, biased, liberals, right? right. It's all I ever hear is uh, how the liberal media, right? How the liberal media is distorting every story out there, right? Now, again, you got to remember, I'm the guy who doesn't, it's not about party. The news has always been fake. Always. And I'm always going to go back to this example. Go home today, turn on Netflix, and watch Ken Burns' documentary on the Vietnam War. Every soldier, to a man, in their letters, in their phone calls, to their family, they say, don't believe what you're reading in the newspaper. Don't believe what you're seeing on TV. It's lies. They're lying to you. Yeah. Welcome to fake news. It's been fake forever, bro. 
As a matter of fact, back in the day, it used to be fake to, to, because they would say, well, this is them protecting you. We can't tell the public everything because then we'll have riots on our hands. So they faked it and only told you a little bit. News has always been fake. This is not a new thing. The moment they went to break and sold you dish soap, you had to know. Like, that's when you had to know. That's where it went bad. Right? But I'm always told about how it's the liberal media. So biased. So liberal media. Right? And I, again, am a little anti-leftist. Now, I lean left politically, but the leftists in this country are really ruining everything. I really do believe that. But there's something now that I have read this morning that flies in the face of the liberal media's running amok. And it flies in the face of it. And it's the fact that Fox News, obviously not left-leaning, was the most-watched network on basic cable for the 26th consecutive month in August while also topping its cable news competitors for, listen to this, for the 200th straight month. 200 months in a row, Fox News has won the cable news battle. So how could it be the left-leaning news is ruining everything? How could it be the left-leaning news is out there, oh, they're all just left-leaning, oh, they're all so biased. When the biggest one, the obviously, is The biggest not. one out there. Now, is the argument back against what I'm saying right now going to be that there's one conservative news outlet via versus four or five liberal or, you know, a little bit more progressive-leaning news sources? Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. Well, I mean, are we looking at... at because at, maybe that's what it is, is that, honestly, the, the the people who are trying to view you and me as a viewer, uh, we, we could be watered down. Because maybe you choose ABC, maybe I like MSNBC, right? And so maybe it's watered down, so then the one focusing on this rises above all. So everything outside of Fox is conservatives, or is liberals, what we're saying. Well, I think the big ones are, right? Like, I, I think uh, like most of the major networks were... When I say liberal news media, I think it's like the 10 networks people are thinking of, and I think most of those do lean left, right? I mean... I mean, well, I guess that's kind of the thing. Is like, are, are you considering, are you considering Fox on par with CNN, obviously MSNBC, but we're also talking NBC, ABC, Fox. Yes, like, I do, kind of. I, I guess at this point, I mean, I, I think it's very easy to look at things that that fly in the face of what you want and say that that's a biased source. And I think that that, that people on the left do it with Fox News all well, the time when nobody challenges that position. So yes, well, some, but somebody's challenging that position, correct? No, I mean, I'm saying when you say that, nobody's nobody's actually like, here's the fact on why you're wrong on that. People just kind of let you say it. I intentionally do not send you stuff from CNN unless I can get unless it's exclusive to CNN. If I can get a news story from another source. I will not now, send it to you Now, why is that? CNN. Is that because of how you feel I feel about CNN yes, or how you feel about it? Because you don't trust CNN. I'll send you Fox News stuff, and I'm like, Fox News is the first thing I check every single morning when I wake up. Like, I will FARC is the first site that yes. I check, and then I go on Facebook, and I check Fox News, and I go through those stories. And I don't think Fox is any more reputable than, than CNN. I Nor think do I. I think they're both unreputable sources, but... You'll you won't push back on me for sending you a Fox News thing. You'll push back on CNN. Stuff. Yeah, a lot of times, you know why that is. That's not necessarily where I lie. This is, and again, this is probably maybe a little too inside the room. Um, but sometimes I like to go to Fox News because of how often I'm accused of being a left-leaning, liberal, biased, blah, blah, blah. So I try to lean on Fox News as a, hey, no, 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 look, look, this is where we got this. Somebody sent me a message on Facebook saying like, yo, Fantone, I think sometimes you make good points, even though I disagree with you a lot. Give me some reputable liberal news sites where I can look at them and be like, okay, that counts. 
And I was like, dude, I intentionally, intentionally stay away from left-leaning stuff because I don't want to look like I have my thumb on the scale. Like, I make a conscious a conscious decision like of like, okay, I will send you something outside of still something that I view as factually correct. You but like, like NPR a lot. Right. I, but people are going to be like, well, that's just left-leaning. You know, that's mm-hmm. left-leaning. And it's like, well. No, sometimes the truth comes out leaning behind that 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 side of the aisle. That's that's where I want to be is I don't want to look at anything. Is it is it left-leaning or right-leaning or is this a conservative site? I do just I wanna, believe it? Is it factual? Not even do I believe it. Is it factually correct? Is it is it? What well, it's that's per- what I mean. Is, is, is that what can I believe this when you're telling me that? Can I believe you? I guess CNN, and I haven't read about it, so I don't know a ton about it, but I hear that they got caught again yesterday. Like a guy came out and said, that's not what I told them. That's not this thing. He completely contradicted the whole story, the, the Lanny Davis story or whatever it is, and CNN's resisting. They won't retract it. And so like that, again, now again, I don't know that to be true. I'm just, I read a couple of tweets. I don't know. I haven't read into the whole thing yet. But apparently, dude, this is like the third one of these in like six months with CNN. So with that being said, I mean, well, I, my question there is, well, how many has it been with Fox News? We, we're all so quick to be like, oh, CNN the worst. Um, if you combine CNN and MSNBC, would that overtake Fox News? Because I think that's at least something to look at where if, if, if one side feels like, hey, I've got two outlets and one side feels like I've got one, it's pretty easy to see why the groups get split up. I think Fox wins because nobody else is in that pool. Like, all right, right. I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Okay, we can do this with radio stations. All right, for the longest time, GAR mopped up because it was the one country outlet. But in the last 25 years, we've added a few. Our competitors have added a few country stations. And then now our own company has kind of put on translators. So, like, dude, once upon a time, you were the only thing swimming in. I'll give you another one. I'll give you a competitor. Z1079. That station mops up because they're the only people doing it. They're the only ones fighting for that piece of the pie. Anytime you're the only thing, people, the, the, the people who want that thing are coming to you. To me, it's just at this point, okay, so now you've got what we're agreeing is the biggest media company, the biggest news outlet on the world on Fox. your side. Is you, have, talking, right? Right, yeah. you have a vast majority of governorship, you have a vast majority of Congress, and you have the President of the United States of America. What are you crying at, about? At some point, the deck is no longer stacked against you, right. right? That's what I'm saying, is that if this is all true, now again, I think there's a watering down issue. This is why people feel this way, is because there are more outlets trying to reach the left-leaning people than there are the people on the right. And also, I think this is why Fox News really wins, is that they get it's not about news. They get it's about entertainment-driven, you know what I mean, P- uh, opinion piece shows. It's Dude, it's about O'Reilly. I know no longer there. But it's about Hannity. It's about those things. And they get that. This is very, very interesting. There's a guy who listens to us every day, and he disagrees with me on pretty much every single one of my stances. But he's a dedicated listener. Very dedicated. Listens every day. As a matter of fact, I've called him out many, many times. Still listens. So I do. I got a lot of respect for that. Right? And he just tweeted this in, and I find this to be really, really interesting because I don't know why, but I agree with him. He says, I actually trust CNN.com the most, but it's their TV channel that I don't trust. And I'll tell you what's crazy about that. I absolutely 100% agree with that. That I'm not as critical of CNN.com as I am what's coming out of their, out of their TV channel. 
which is very, very strange. I wonder why that is. But Fox News slaying in the ratings. So I don't necessarily think it's liberal media stack the deck against you. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. Joe, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, and we're going to send you to Vegas here momentarily. Get out of town for a few days. Go to the uh, 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's awesome. Worked for this company 20 years. Never been. No. You texted somebody, and you get to go. See? What am I always saying? Life's not fair. It is not. Life's not fair. That's it what I'm saying. Not. Life's not fair. It's not. So, we know people cheat, right? The divorce rate hovers around 51, 52% in this country. Um, I don't really think it's a one side of the aisle issue. I think both people cheat. Um, I'm a man. I've I, I've uh, I have been the person somebody is uh, is cheating on somebody else with. So obviously women cheat too. Um, I know men get the bad rap on this. We're kind of like you know we're considered dogs and like all that whole thing. And I would admit that you know I know a lot of shady dudes. I do. You think it's over fifty percent of the time it's the man? Or you think it's a fifty fifty split in the cheating? Yeah. No 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 no. I think women do cheat more often than not. I bet the man strays from the relationship first. Okay. Which is remarkable when you stop to think about this. Women are asked out every single day. Oh, constantly, nonstop. So, like, again, like my brother used to give me this advice all the time. I don't know if it's smart, but he used to give it to me all the time when I was a kid. You don't want a 10, dude. 10s are, dude, that's a headache. Every guy in the world is trying to get in the 10. Nobody can say no that many times. A million dudes have run through that. Find yourself a good 7. Who still has to say no a lot, but dude, you know what I mean? She'll value you and the whole thing will be great. And, you know, he may be right on that. I don't know, right? Personally, I think his wife's beautiful, so, I, you know what I mean? I'm not even sure he did it with his own life, right? But the fact that women are asked out all the time and then stand their ground, hold their relationship, it's remarkable. Because I don't think a lot of men have that in them. Like, men are as, as uh, Dave Chappelle once said this, men are as um, faithful as their options allow. Yeah, I brought up the point before that no matter who you are as a man, there's plenty of times you can go out looking to get laid, and it's just not in the cards that night. If you're a woman, regardless who you are as a woman, if you want to get laid that night, you can find somebody to have sex with you, no question about it. No matter no matter where you are on the numerical scale, you can find a dude who's going to be like, all right, yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. And Bill Burr once said this uh, you know, in one of his stand-up specials, that every man in this room is designed to sleep with about 70% of the women in this room. That's how we all maintain to be here. Women are a little bit more selective than that. Men, not so much. So I've got some data here on what it is men are after when looking for a mistress. Okay? So, amongst the most important traits... And my guess is that this, is, this will change every you know, few set of years. Because of what's in style, what's in vogue, and that whole thing, right? The most important trait for a man looking for a mistress is curvy figure. Now, I was surprised to find that out. Not because I don't know, like, look, I get it. The Kardashians have made asses super famous, right? So I get it. Everybody wants a chick with a big old ass now, right? I was way, way early, but, you know, everybody wants it now, right? So that's fine. But that part of what your desire of somebody else is is evolution built into you. And that curvier, thicker, is more, is then sends the message to the brain of childbearing, motherhood, 
like those kinds of things. I would have thought that primarily what happens is the longer you're in a relationship, the more weight somebody gains. You got curvy at home. I was surprised we weren't looking for the olive oils of the world to get what you don't have at home. Are we talking curvy and fat? Two different things here, though. Maybe. You know what I I'm mean? I'm sure. But they're looking for long hair and a woman who takes care of her appearance. Is this is this all physical attributes? Because honestly, the first thing that I would have thought of would have not been like, well, big butt or big boobs or like... 5,000 men took the sur- survey. 40% said that curvy was their preference. What do I want to say here? The ability to keep a secret is what I would have thought the first thing that you were looking for was like silence. You know yeah. what I mean? So here's the thing. You looked at it too logically. Okay. Dudes are thinking with their penis. Okay. Should that be what you're looking for? If you're looking for a mistress, absolutely. Right. But welcome to being smarter than the average bear. You know what I mean? Because most dudes are just like, I have an erection and I don't want it anymore. Right. So how do I get rid of it? Like, that's how they do it. So another couple of things here, guys, we're after. Elegant and stylish. Now, this would be me. Um, I, I'm big into this. I like women who t- who do nice shoes and a nice purse. You got me. But but that's all of your partners, right? It's not exclusive. Yeah, to no, what no, you're no. I kind of like that. I there. do. I kind of I like a woman who spends money on her shoes and her purse. I do. I'm one of those. I I, I don't know why, but it is. Seventy percent of the unfaithful men stated that physical appearance outweighs personality. Well, yeah, because they've got a wife at home. They got a life partner. They're just looking to get laid. You don't care about your personality of somebody you're just trying to have sex with, right? Do you, though? I mean, like, maybe you don't care about it in the sense of, boy, I find this person genuinely interesting. I guess it's just the novelty of a new person. It's the excitement of, like, oh, my God, I know everything about my wife, everything, you know, literally every story. I know everything she likes sexually. I know everything about this woman. I think it's just the novelty there. So I guess that's not personality. That's something different. Dude, a ton of guys said they wanted a mistress with a sense of humor. 68% said that a funny woman would turn them on. As you as as you know, you're cheating on somebody. I guess somebody that's going to add some sense of humor to things and maybe a little bit of lightness to the situation when you know you're ripping your family apart and cheating on your wife. Well, there. I can tell you, a sense of humor goes a long way. Right, it goes a long way. Now, I know this isn't your mistress. This is your girlfriend, and I'm assuming what will then be your wife at some point. Like, dude, your chick's pretty funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she is pretty funny. So, like, I would imagine that that's part of what attracted you to her because, again, being a funny person, it's, dude, there, when you're funny, there's nothing worse than when you're spending time with somebody who's not. Who's just striking out all oh, the time. Who's God, just trying to hard. And again, who's then trying to impress you because they think you're funny. Oh, my, dude, there's nothing worse than that. But this is such a difference between, I guess, what you're looking for in a partner and way what you're, different. What way you're way looking different. for I was in, just a, curious. In, a, in a mistress. I was there. just curious if it was part of what your thought process was there. Um, but yeah, I, I would have to say, dude, a woman who can make me laugh because of how few people can actually make me laugh, that if you can do it, I am going to be really, really attracted to that. My thing on this is, I, dude, I've been a cheater historically in my life. I would like to think that as I'm getting older, I probably don't have to do that anymore. I just require a lot less attention and sex overall. Um, that I just, th- that, dude, somebody being able to make me laugh is massively important to me. I, I would view that as to be really, because it, it's just how days go by faster. And again, there's nothing worse, because you know what it is? I don't even need you to be hilarious. What I need you to be able to do is tell a story and be able to keep me entertained throughout the story and not stop at every single de- like be able to like entertainingly be able to tell me about what happened in your day. If you can do that and you have a nice pair of shoes on, your boy is sold. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's right now. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Let's go.
Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message supply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will send you out to uh, the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll do so at 11 o'clock this morning. However, if you're an Aussie fan, what you want to do tonight is join Fishhead as he'll be at the Upper Deck starting at 6 o'clock. Portage Lakes, get hooked up with those Aussie tickets. Part of that, Fishhead will be out tonight. Just hang out with Fishhead, dude. That's a winner in itself right there. And then you get Aussie tickets? I like it. Good times, though. Yeah. I saw this, and um, and I'm, I'm a little hesitant to talk about this. Because I feel like people um, feel like I'm judgmental on it. And I am. And I'm unapologetic about it. I am absolutely 100% judgmental on this. Eddie Murphy. Now again, more successful than I'll ever be. Has more money than I'll ever have. More recognizable than I'll ever be. But Eddie Murphy is going to be a father for the 10th Time. Guys, there is no such thing as 10 kid money. There's no such thing. I'm sorry. There is no such thing as 10 kid money. I I don't understand it. So I looked it up. The average cost of raising a kid per year is $233,000. Jesus Christ, dude. That's got to be wrong, right? So I have said this before. Jesus. What? And I have taken hate mail on it. That if you are married in a two-parent household, if you make under $150,000 a year combined, I wouldn't have a kid in that house. That I don't think you make enough money for parenthood. Now, what I'm saying to you is that like, what you heard me say is, poor loser, oh, go abort your kids. No, that's not what I said. What I mean to tell you is, is that if you make a hun- under $150,000 a year combined, that you are going to be broke trying to raise that kid in America. Broke. My brother and his wife are far north of 150. As a matter of fact, by twice, by twice, they got one 14-year-old and they have no idea how they do it. They tell me all the time. Meanwhile, dude, her $60,000 a year private school paid for because my sister-in-law is the provost. They don't even pay for her. So the biggest expense they would have, her private school, they don't even have to pay for it. She gets in. She gets to go in free. A, she's a basketball stud. B, her mom and her grandmother work for the school, so she gets. She, they uh, they allow her to go. That's not even the biggest expense. They don't even pay. My brother's like Dan. I have no idea how we afford this. No idea. He's got no, every single day. He tells me, I don't know how I'm doing this. I got dude. Every time I turn around, dance three hundred. Every time I turn around, it's three hundred bucks. Yeah, people do it every single day, right, and the world just keeps be- turning. Yeah, but you can do 80 down the freeway, but eventually you're going to get yourself in serious trouble doing it. Eventually you're going to get into an accident, or B, you're going to get yourself a really expensive speeding ticket. I, dude, because you can do something, being the reason why you do it is insane. It, that's insane. Again, I'm going to give you another life lesson my dad would have given me all the time, which, by the way, my parents never made anywhere near 150 combined ever. And, they, and again, my parents had no business having two kids and definitely had no business trying to raise us in Aurora. Definitely. I don't even know how they did it. But they did it. No, they didn't do it, Fantone. No, they didn't. I'm still paying off all my dad's debt. 
Who do you think is going to get all that debt when my mom finally dies in three years? Me, my brother. Nobody was doing anything. They were pulling it together by the skin of their teeth, and my mom still has like $50,000 worth of credit card debt that every day I come into this godforsaken place and have to think about how many Godsmack songs I got to play to try to erase it. They weren't doing it. They were never doing it. They weren't even coming close to doing it. I don't know how you people do this. Like, I go into the grocery store. I'm a single man. Dude, it costs me $210 to go grocery shopping every time I do it. I turn around and I see two, like a mom in there with like three teenage boys. I don't even know how you're doing that. What are you doing? Knocking over 7-Elevens on the way to the grocery store? What are you doing? How are you making that happen? Like, Philip Rivers is another one of these guys. I'm, so just so you know, I'm not attacking poor people. Philip Rivers has got like 12 kids as an NFL quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's got no business having 12 kids. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess financial issues aside, like even if you do have the money, I view having that many children, it's just like it's, it's irresponsible to the planet. Like there's 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 a limited amount of resources on the planet. There's a limited amount of of jobs. There's a limited amount of everything. And if you if we all followed your suit there and we all had ten kids, the world's effed. So like there is a little bit of me where regardless whether you have the Eddie Murphy money or whether you're paying child support on on ten different kids it's irresponsible to me agreed i don't know what you're doing how is it possible that you have enough time dedication energy to cover all of those kids on an emotional level the way you need to i guess at that level if that's what we're talking about you're not you're falling down on your job there's no question about it because there's no way well, isn't well, that more important than paying for it well yes but i mean if we're real if we're looking at it from that angle like I guess the thing Eddie Murphy has on his side is that he has kids probably aged, you know, 35 to, to, to zero. You know what I'm saying? So there's been a little bit of time there. Okay, all right, fair, fair. But, 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 but you, 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 there's no way that you're giving all 10 of those kids the same, the amount of attention that they need. There's yeah. just no way. I, I, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know why you would want to do it. Ten? Yeah, and don't get me wrong, Ten? dude. You know, like, not, not, not... I know, back in the day, I know the church said condoms were bad. Well, the church is letting them sleep with little kids, though, so how about put a condom on and save your goddamn community? Well, not wearing condoms, you know, is is a better thing, and, and, and maybe finishing where you want to, you feel like, is a better thing, but there's a lot of workarounds here. It's not like birth control is this new thing that we don't know doesn't work or not, dude. Like, take the pill, get something implanted in her, get a vasectomy. I mean, dude... what? There's a million options you have here, and, 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 and reproducing doesn't have to be one of them. Yeah, and only a God who wants you so miserable that you can't do anything but read the Bible is going to tell you that sex is only good for bringing other people into the world. What a hustle that was. No, no, no. You know the best thing you've ever done in your life? No wonder you guys had 15 kids back in the day because you were convinced that was the only time you were allowed to do the funnest thing in the world. Imagine that. Like, what a dumb mentality that is. You didn't know how many of that litter was going to survive anyway. You know what I'm saying? They're all like, they got polio. They won't, they're all, like, you know, measles and stuff. Dude, you didn't know. Who was let's have live. another one. This, right. this, one, this one might die. This one, dude, this one lost a leg. Let's go. Let's <laughs> get another one. Yeah, no, you're probably right. That is probably, that is probably, I, I hate talking about this stuff because I feel so judgmental about it. But that's really why I have chosen not to have kids in my life. Because this, dude, this career doesn't pay you enough. A lot of times, dude, and once you finally do make it, you're 60 and shouldn't be having kids at that age. It's just, dude, I have always viewed it that way. Like, dude, it is a drain on society when you bring kids into this world and cannot afford it. Because then who has to pay for it? That's right. It's me. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Six, nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of the program. 
Teresa is going to send you out to Las Vegas coming up at 11 o'clock. She'll have your next keyword. And again, Fish Head out tonight, Upper Deck, 6 o'clock. He'll get you hooked up with those Aussie tickets. Get you hooked up with those bubbles, too, dude. He'll get those going he at the Upper Deck. Indeed. He will indeed. Man, I'm not feeling really good right now. What's the matter? We got? Uh, I feel... Oh, you know what it is. I'm hungry. That's okay. what it is. I'm feeling a little faint. Don't, don't faint over there, dude. I'm feeling, a, feeling a little weak. Don't faint. Peckish. I believe is what my grandparents would have called it. Dude, one in 20 people now use e-cigarettes. 11 million. I roughly. That. One in 20? Just yeah. under 11 million. That's probably what I would have guessed. I mean... More than half are under 35. And again, welcome to cigarettes in general, right. I guess would be. Or, you know, that kind of um, that kind of activity. One in three e-cigarettes users are vaping daily. Which, again, I would imagine if you're doing that, just like a cigarette smoker, you're not doing it occasionally. You're doing it, uh, you know what I mean? It's a daily habit. Now, I know some cigarette smokers can. My friend Allison's one of these. She can buy a pack of cigarettes. She'll have them two weeks. And I've always said, if I could smoke two cigarettes a day, I'd never quit. I would never quit. I miss cigarettes so bad. If I, dude, if I could smoke two cigarettes a day, I would never quit. I wonder, are there like casual vapors, like social vapors? Are there drunk only vapors? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, there were drunk only smokers, so I yeah. guess. I mean, I have to imagine maybe it's possible. Yeah, I think though. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like if you're going to be like, yeah, I'm gonna vape, you're going to be like, well, it's healthy all the time. You know, there's no problems here, so you'd probably lean into it. Listen to this: twenty somethings. Smokers of traditional cigarettes, unemployed adults, and people who identify as lesbian, bisexual, gay, or transgender. Quite the group there. Are more likely to have than other individuals to use e-cigarettes. The 20-somethings, yes, it's newer technology. You're young. You're a little bit more of a risk taker. I get it. Smokers of traditional cigarettes, yes, I'm trying to get off this. I kind of want to do this. Mm. Unemployed people, yeah, I again, I think people who are unemployed who feel... There's no denying that if you're an adult person that without a job, your self-worth takes a hit. And when that happens, you then look for things that are going to make you feel better temporarily. Right. I think across the board, everything we're talking about here on some level or another, those people feel ostracized. Those people feel like they're not a part of something, you know, whether it's youth or whether it's you don't have a job or whatever it is. There. Fair point, because tra- even smokers of traditional cigarettes. Get out of here, cigarette smoker. Uh-huh. Go over there. Uh-huh. You're in your oh, you're on your own little island there as a cigarette smoker I didn't think nowadays. About that. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily shocked to find that out. I uh, I would I didn't think about that. I um. I, I I guess that when it comes to like vaping and it's like, dude, do whatever you want with your life. To me, it is just like if I'm gonna do that, I'm just gonna smoke. Like I am. Like if 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 I'm gonna if I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole, it's to well, me, it's just smoke cigarettes, bro. I mean, they got a lot of flavor stuff going on now. Like, yeah. dude, I mean, I mean, I get it. Do you want to smoke something that tastes like the ground, or do you want to vape unicorn poop? I don't know. That's an actual flavor. I don't know. Unicorn s is a flavor of vape. Like, that's where you lose me. But again, like, the weed always loses me on this, too. Like, when some, when people try to give me names of weed, dude, shut up. Open the bag, let me smell it, and then I'll know if I want it. I don't need to know the names, where it came, the green triangle, bro, blueberry, yeah, yeah, this, this, kush. I don't, dude, you sound like an idiot. You're wearing tie-dye, you don't have socks on, your Birkenstocks are 10 years old. I know, man, but if you send them back to Birkenstock, they, like, make them better and send them right back to you, man. Best hippie shoe ever. Jesus would have worn them. I know. You sound like an idiot. Mike Clevenger, Mike Clevenger looks good like a hippie. The rest of you... You all look like trash. 
The rest of you just look like you don't have money. That's dude. That's the rule. If you're a millionaire athlete, you can look like a hippie. If you're just from Maslin, dude, cut your hair and shave. Like, dude, enough. Enough is enough. I'm tired of it. I, dude, look. I know I've demonized the vapes. I know I have. A lot of those people get really, really angry with me, and it's because, dude, I don't believe in transfers. I believe, dude, if you're looking to quit something, just do it. Um, but I am guilty. I don't have a. Somebody bought me. Like that makes it better. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, I mean, I didn't buy it, but somebody bought me one of those, um, like a uh, like a CBD oil, like vaporizer thing, like vape type pen thing. Okay. And I gotta be honest, it's not CBD oil. It's like, like wax or whatever you use in it. Again, I don't know. I don't know about the stuff. I just want the desired effect. I don't need to know all the names. And uh, and dude, that thing, I gotta tell you, dude, versus actual. Like marijuana, it's way, way better. And honestly, it's made me not like the other thing. Well, when you remove combustion from the equation, there's going to be that level of it's going to taste better because you're not smoking anything. And then that's where I think it's like, well, that's where the health benefit comes in is because nothing is being lit on fire. It is going to be smoother. It is going to taste better. Like, there's no doubt about that. When I went back and had to um, had to rely on something that had to be lit on fire, you know what the result was? This tastes terrible. I don't like it. I don't like the effect of this anymore. I want to be done with this. Like, honestly, dude, like, I was like, oh, my God. And, like, am I circling, like, the, the, the runway of, like, landing this plane and being like, you know what? I just don't want any of this anymore. I think maybe that, that might be happening. I don't know. I am on vacation next week. I was gonna say, and 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 and, and, and we're talking about the same thing here, though. It's not that you're no, like I'm putting it is, away. No, but I use that way less. Like I don't. Re- I don't. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, dude, the usage has gone dramatically down. I mean, it's crazy how much it's gone down to where it's like I've been entertaining this idea of like, dude, maybe just be done. Like maybe there's maybe this is the last part. In this in this transition that you've been trying to do the last couple of years about you know bettering yourself, maybe this is the last part. And if you just do this, then the last part of your life you're waiting to get better maybe gets better. Open the show and close the show with most mo- with moments of growth from you right here, dude. I mean, this was bookended by like this whole right. year. Well, what did I, I mean, say? Like, wow, dude. Dude, when we hit New Year's Eve last year, I said that my New Year's resolution was to spend this year doing hard work on me. Becoming a better version of me, fixing me, and I've done it. And I believe that on not that you're fixed. Obviously, there's still got a long way to go. But because I have made a little bit of enrose in that, I do believe other things are starting to pop up in my life that are positive. Yes, I do. I believe. What do I always say? It's nobody else's fault. If something's not right with you, go to the bathroom, stare in the mirror, because the person who screwed it up is staring right there. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa, get you hooked up with a trip out to Las Vegas. That happens at 11 o'clock this morning on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock 106.9.